Hello, good evening, and welcome to Saturday Night Sega, being recorded yet again <clears throat> on a Friday. Although, unlike the last time we were recorded on a Friday, this week I'm on my own. Um, Mina is in the room, she's asleep, so if she starts snoring, you might just hear her. I don't think actually. I don't think she'll snore too loudly over the uh, over the talk bed music. I think we'll be all right. So, yeah, this could be an interesting one. This could be a Saturday Night Sega, very much unlike last week's episode. In that last week's episode was a lot of talking and uh, not a lot of music. We could be a little bit different here, where it's the other way around. So we could have a lot of music and not a lot of talking. Um, I might just jump in Discord. Uh, in a few, actually, and just see if there's any music that anyone particularly wants to hear. I did tweet it. Of course, if you're listening now and you want to send any requests, you you kind of missed the, missed it a little bit. Um, so we started the show with Rhythm Rush uh, from the Sound of the Sonic Stadium 2014 album because because Mina wanted to hear it on Spotify yesterday and. Um, surprisingly, I don't I don't really know what I was expecting, but surprisingly, the Sonic Stadium albums are not on Spotify. Um, <laughs> General Offensive, however, does have music on Spotify, but not Rhythm Rush. So there you go, that's a thing. Um, and then we had Safe Space Michael from Space Channel Five Part Two. Interestingly, I, I can't seem to find the Radio Sega edit, and I don't know whether I still have it on my playlist and. I don't know whether it's even oh, it's still on the Radio Sega playlist. I might have to have a look. Um, in fact, actually, I'll have a look now. Um, because the Radio Sega edit actually added in some like little Michael Jackson sound bites, which I suppose, in one way, makes this version better. Because whilst you know Space Michael could be you know talking about anything, not necessarily Michael Jackson, but um, it's still kind of a bit odd listening to that song and, and recognising it all but it not having uh, these sound effects I am used to quick search on Radio Sega's website space, Save Space Michael the Office Chief we have indeed taken down the Radio Sega edit well there you go apparently currently playing is Fridays on Radio Sega topical resort indeed I think I've started recording just as that show finished actually so I could have gone live <laughs> I could have been like surprise I'm pre-recording this show but at the same time it's also live so for those of you who um, uh, you know who, who are tuned in you get to hear it twice <laughs> actually speaking of being tuned in maybe I should loop the talk bed before it stops playing hey I've got 19 seconds left at least I remember then um I've also got people WhatsApping me, so you'll have to excuse me. I'm going to send a WhatsApp whilst talking. There's not an awful lot of Sega stuff to talk about. I suppose we can start with the news that um, Poyo Poyo Esports, to give it its um, Japanese name, is being localised into the West under the name of Poyo Poyo Champions. Part of me... And it's coming next month as well, like May the 7th, so very, very quickly, which means that, one, it probably didn't need an awful lot of localization to begin with, um, and two, if it did, then Sega did a very good job keeping it quiet. 
Part of me wonders whether Tetris 99 might have part uh, might be partly responsible for this because esports has been out for a little while and um, Sega being Sega, they, they like looking at things that are popular and then not uh, converting them to the West. Hello, Fantasy Star Online 2, which did get announced for an online for a Western release. Uh, how long ago? I seem to remember I got married four years ago this summer, and it was definitely coming out before then. Um, <laughs> and now Sega don't even talk about it. When's Fantasy Star Online coming out in the West? Oh, let's talk about Team Sonic Racing instead, which held a press event in um, in the UK this week, ironically. when And when asked why the American uh, Sonic team were in the, in the UK, they turned around and said it was for a charity event, which is a very odd thing to describe, uh, a very odd choice of words to describe your new Sonic racing game that comes out in like three weeks. Um, I'm also watching a spider scuttle along my floor. It's, it's, it seems to want, keep wanting to come towards me, and it's like, every time it comes towards me, I try and shoot it away by stomping on the floor. I don't want to kill it. It's, it's, spiders are, especially this time of year, you know, we, we, we get a fair few ants around the house, not through any fault of our own, they just tend to find ways in, and um, spiders are really handy to have around because, you know, they eat ants. So, I kind of don't want to murder it because it's, in itself, a very efficient murder machine for me. But it, it seems to want to keep coming closer. It's like I want to be your friend, and I'm like, no, I I don't want to be I don't want to be your friend, which is kind of a <sighs> kind of happening to me in my life right now. Actually, it's like, can I be your friend, please? No, go away. Oh, okay. Um, so yes, yeah, so the Poyo Poyo Champions. It's coming out May the seventh, I believe it is, on PS4, Xbox One, and Switch. I think it's the PC as well. It's coming out on everything. Everything. If you've got a PSP, it's coming out on that as well. Why not? Um, but yeah, I, I do wonder if, if Tetris 99 hadn't become such a smash hit, because Poyo Poyo Champions is kind of the same concept, just not with 99 people trying to play Poyo Poyo at the same time. I think you're only restricted to like four or five people. Um, then it's, uh, you know, I, I wonder if Tetris 99 hadn't become such a hit, whether Sega had just been like, nah, this can stay in, Jap in Japanese. People will import it if they want to play it. Speaking of impossible uh, numbers of players, um, Virtua Racing came out on Sega Ages, uh, the Sega Ages range on Switch this week, and people noticed that if you put it in tabletop mode, it's actually capable of playing eight-player multiplayer on one screen. So not, we're not talking about eight-player online, we're talking about eight-player local multiplayer. It gives you, like, an impossibly small screen, you know, screen to, to race on. But the Switch is capable of eight-player Virtua on. And also, why is Microsoft Edge sending me spam notifications? How do I stop those? Here we are, settings. Turn off notifications for this site. There we go. Goodbye, spam. <sighs> Oh, I have a message from Viper on Discord. What does he want? Thought I'd tell you for next time that the episode you just aired is 267 and not 266. Oh! Well, I've got my numbers wrong somewhere then. So, <laughs> that means we're on 268. 2468. Etc, etc. Hmm, Discord's done an update, I see. It looks very much more round. Um, thank you, Viper then in in that sense for reminding for telling me that i'm wrong 
I don't normally like being told I'm wrong, but in this instance, I'll get away with it. Because it's, uh... Fixing mistakes. What I gone and made. Um... having a quick catch up on discord seeing if do we cheekily sneak the f-zero medley on ah yeah the f-zero medley is on um uh smash brothers ultimate and it's on radio Sega. there you go <laughs> uh, uh, uh. Uh, uh, uh. So i started doing that and the first thing that came to my head was beyonce so i'm totally sorry I don't know where that came from, and if anyone else also got Beyonce in their heads from it, I am also terribly sorry. It's a mistake. It won't happen again. Coming up on this show, <coughs> me choking, live, on air, listen to me die. Um, I've got a surprise. It's a Saturday night special. Woohoo! Uh, no, not Saturday night. Saturday night surprise. It's a very first listen. So... What happened is this. I was perusing FF Shrine, as I do, for video game soundtracks, as I do. I was specifically looking for Tetris 99. Could I find it? No. I found it somewhere else, though. Um, I also found Pac-Man Championship Edition, but that was a flak file, and it took forever to download, so I stopped it. However, I found an album by a soundtrack, uh, by a prolific Sega soundtracker who everyone seems to love. He bought an album out in the 80s, which was a compilation of a couple of songs that um, that, that are a couple of uh, games that he'd worked on up until that point with some bonus tracks and I found it and I downloaded it and I've realised that one of the tracks in question is not on the Radio Sega playlist so it probably should be however um, I also uh, don't know if anyone else has actually played it or not if anyone else even owns it. I mean, this this album is like 30 years old. Chances are, someone's probably heard this before. But, in terms of Radio Sega, I think it's never been played before. Thus, it ends up being a Saturday Night exclusive. So, as with most Saturday Night exclusives, that will be played on the hour mark. Um... Because I, I always used to like having specials in the middle of a show. I thought it was, it was a quite nice little thing to do. But that's what we—that's uh, what we're going to start with. Um, well, around about eleven o'clock on your time, because it's—it's currently ten o'clock my time. Um, that's what we'll play. Special song. You will have, uh, as I say, hopefully, you'll have never heard it before. But I'm—I'm—I'm I'm, I'm kind of half expecting Twitter and things to be like, oh, we've—we've we've heard this before. This has been on X show at X time and whatever. And if so, then yeah, fine. That's okay. As, as far as I'm aware, this hasn't been played before. So, I'm going to play some music now. I'm going to start you off with some Golden Axe and Wildness, because I don't think I've played any Golden Axe yet since Saturday Night Sega came back. Um, obviously, being pre-recorded show, being me on my own, I don't actually know um, what else to play. I've not really got much in the way of requests. So... <coughs> Again, gonna die on air. Um, 
I think what I'm going to just do is I'm just going to play a song and then I'm going to figure out the next song as I go and then figure out the next song as I go and I'm going to kind of just sit there and go, what do I fancy listening to? Hmm. So with that in mind, that's where I got to wildness. Uh, with that in mind, here's some music.
10年早いんだよ
I had a cracking idea during that last music bed, but <clears throat> the more I now think about it, the more I think it probably wasn't such a cracking idea. Um, that was Undulatus, or however you want to pronounce it, from Burning Rangers, one of the boss themes. I thought I'd put it on because it's like a little bit longer than a minute long. And also, every time I go to Burning Rangers, I instantly gravitate to Burning Ship to take off. Um, we are Burning Rangers, or Heartbreaking Encounter, so I thought, let's play something a little bit different. Although I think also Ar Argoyle G is also a good song. Anyway, uh, before that we had Ride the Tiger from Virtua Fighter 2, which is where my good idea came in. So more on that in a moment. And prior to that, as I said, uh, Wilderness, or Wildness as I always used to seem to call it, um, from Golden Axe. Ironically, the, if you've never heard it, the Commodore 64 version of that song is also very good. Um, <clears throat> I believe... Resident SD played it on the Commodore 64 episode of Sega Ages. So if you definitely want to hear it without requesting a um, without requesting it on the playlist, and you want to get an awesome show out of it at the same time, uh, you can't go wrong with uh, well, you can't go wrong with any of Resident SD's run on Sega Ages. To be fair, um, but uh, definitely the Commodore 64 one is one to check out. Ironically, um, Resident SD's Sega Ages was was literally the only show I'd ever I, I would tune into like. <laughs> religiously every Friday night I'd always tune in um, even on the, uh, the first season of um, In Reverse and got cracked down 2 for my troubles which was good fun I can now play that again actually because it's now on uh, Xbox uh, One via backwards compatibility they, they put it through on uh, free download to celebrate something or other so I was like yep I'm nabbing that um Anyway, that's all by the way. But even even when they went into season two, and I was, you know, I still still listen to it. His entire run, I listened to, and and I, I kind of to this day, although I, I could easily just download it and and listen back, um, I do kind of regret that I didn't catch too much of late in life. I, I saw a couple, uh, I saw I heard a couple, but I, I didn't really sort of <laughs> grab many of it. But but yeah, Sega Ages, I was there every week. It was good fun. Um, especially enjoyed the uh, Richard Jakes episode where the man himself came in. And we had a nice old chat. So, you know, he's aware that Radio Sega exists, or he was aware that Radio Sega exists, so maybe he won't Thanos us into nothingness when uh, Article 13 comes in. <laughs> like, and you are gone. Um, <laughs> he'll be like, no, you came and talked to us one day, remember? If you didn't like what we were doing, I'm sure you'd have told us then. <laughs> oh. Um... The Discord's quite interesting. Um, I'm not. I'm not going to go into too much detail on it because I don't want to. But the word mansplaining's come up, and uh, I could go into a nice little rant about I, how I hate. I don't necessarily hate the meaning of these words, but I, I I hate that these words exist. I hate that mansplaining exists. I hate that the word trigger exists in the way that people use it. I actually heard someone say it at work today. Now, I'm going to get to my good idea in a minute, but, you know, bear in mind, I am literally talking to myself right now, so I think you should be grateful for the fact that I actually have something to talk about. Um, I always thought trigger was was a uh, was a, a sort of a buzzword that someone would say on the internet, you know, and you'd, you'd be uh, you'd be tapping furiously like ah, nah, 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 nah. you know I, I don't like, and, and I always thought Trigger was, was sort of, I, I knew what it meant, but I always thought it was kind of used in a way of, I don't like what you're saying, please stop saying it. Right, now, 
the reason I don't like it is if you don't like what someone's saying, you're actually under no obligation to continue listening to it. So if you find an opinion of someone, if you find that you don't like the opinion of someone who you also aren't that particularly fond of, by all means, I suppose you could turn around and say, I don't like what you're saying. Please stop saying it. But then if you're going to turn around and say, you're triggering me. Do bear in mind that anything I say and anything I do, if it triggers anyone, it's never intentional. I don't, I mean, I, I did say in Discord that I would wind someone up on purpose, granted. But at the same time, if if it's an innocent comment or if it's an innocent conversation, like say now, um... If someone was to then turn around and say, you're triggering me, I think you'd better watch your tone. I'm like, well, actually, what you should potentially do is tune out. Just switch off. Go and do something else. Because, and that's not me telling you to do that. Because I'm not in any position to tell you what to do. I'm not in any position to tell you what to listen to. I'm not in any position to tell you what, anything, really. If you really think about it, and if you actually just sort of sit and really think about it, if you don't like something, or if you don't like hearing something, why would you continue to listen to it? I don't like I don't like Hatsune Miku music, so let me go and put on a Hatsune Miku playlist. Why? Why am I doing that? Why would I intentionally listen to something that I myself don't like? You know, why would I say that I, you know, I could turn around and say Hatsune music, Hatsune Miku music triggers me. I could listen to Radio Sega shows and I could say Hatsune music, Hatsune Miku, Vocaloid music triggers me and I don't like it. So please stop, please stop playing it because you're triggering my, my emotions. You know, I'm, you know, I'm going to say something that I regret or, or whatever. And, I, and I'm, I just thought it was one of those words that people typed. And when actually, I actually heard someone say it at work, and and it blew my mind because it's like you've this has actually become conversation. This has actually become vocabulary now to people, you know. And it's like, are we going to get into like? I don't, I don't, another word that I don't like using is snowflake. I, I love the word, I love the meaning behind it. I think it's really funny that, you know, we're, we're talking about the fragility of some people's mental states in the sense that, you know, they get so offended and, you know, they blow everything out of proportion to the point where you are essentially just a snowflake, you know, one touch and that's it, you shatter and, 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 and your entire reason for being has is, is just dissolved into nothingness. But, um, to be able to turn around and, and say, and I forget, it was a child that said it, which I, I probably should have expected. I mean, I'm expecting like a 50 year old man to walk in and then, you know, start talking about something and go, oh, I felt really triggered by this and all of that. And I just sat there and I, I was like, is, is this what we've become? Are we, are we now in a world where we are if we don't like something, we can now turn around and say, you're triggering me, and we're expecting the other person to just shut up. It's like... The guy who draws the Strange Planet comics. I'm sure you've seen them. 
Um, it's, it's usually a group of aliens explaining normal, everyday human interactions using ex- extremely long words. Um, it turns out that he, and potentially his wife, have views on um, abortion. Essentially, they don't like the idea. And there was a group of people, and it lasted about a week, and it doesn't seem to have affected his social media presence in the slightest, but there was about a week where people were like, oh, you need to change your views on abortion. And and, and for me, I kind of sat there and went, no, he doesn't. For one simple reason, he's entitled to his opinion, and he's not trying to force it on other people. Now, okay, in this instance, you know, I'm... (laughs) I, I, there are. I, I don't want to get into a massive debate about this, but yeah, the you know, if abortion's a perfectly normal thing to do, if you end up in a situation where you don't want to have a baby for whatever reason, you know, like for example, if a doctor was to tell you, hey, you should probably have an abortion, otherwise you'll die, you know, I'm fairly sure you're not going to go, hmm. But I'm anti-abortion, so I tell you what, I'll take the risk on that. Thanks, but you know, and um. It's, it's one of those where it's just like, look, everyone's entitled to an opinion. Everyone's entitled to believe what they want to believe. And as long as you're not trying to, as long as, long as you're not one of these people that picks up a picket, and a picket sign, and you go off marching going, abortion is evil, kill the racists, and whatever, you know, and then it's like, fine, believe what you want to believe, but don't sit there, and, you know, and it's like, so if it's if you're going to turn going back to the original point is if you're going to turn around and say you're triggering me it's like that is exactly whenever i read it that is exactly how i'm picturing it in my head is someone going stop talking i don't like what you're hearing and all of this and it's just really weird Anyway, I forget how I got into this conversation. This good idea that I had. Whilst Ride the Tiger was playing on Virtua Fighter 2, which is the arcade version, I wondered whether we could have had a rather amusing Battle Royale that would have lasted about 20 seconds, because I think it had been really, really apparent which version would have been better. Um, I kind of had the idea of doing Virtua Fighter 2, arcade versus Mega Drive. (laughs) So... So what I'm going to do is I'm going to trigger people um, because I'm going to play the Mega Drive version of Ride the Tiger. <laughs> I think it's well, apparently there's also it was also in Fighters Mega Mix, so I could do the Saturn version, and it's also remixed twice for Project X Zone and Project X Zone Two. I wonder how the, what the 3DS what the 3DS versions would sound like. Anyway, that's not the point. The point is obviously we played the arcade version during the last music braid, uh, bed. I'm going to play the Mega Drive version during this one. Um, oh, I know why we got into this. We're talking about mansplaining and how I don't like that word. Mina, in this, in the course of this conversation, has woke up, looked at me, uh, looked at me, kind of got done of what you're talking about, and has gone back to sleep again. Even had time to, to just to uh, flit in a quick little. I have a look at my phone. What's going on? Nothing. Go good. Good sleep. So, yeah, so let's play Ride the Tiger from the Mega Drive version of Virtua Fighter 2, and then you can have an argument amongst yourselves as to which version's better. If anyone says the Mega Drive one, I'm going to kind of wonder if they even heard the arcade version, because, you know, obviously an arcade chip's going to sound massively improved over a Mega Drive, you know, synthesizer. In fact, I'm, I'm kind of half expecting this to sound awful. Back in a tick!
I was I was kind of expecting this to be I was kind of expecting this to be the version that's got lyrics. Um, it is not the version that's got uh, got lyrics. Mind if we change it? Yeah, so do I. I I I I think we should change it. Changing. House of the Dead. Overkill. It's not just good. It's fucking delicious. Critic said it's fucking good. Other critics said it's motherfucking good. A street corner prostitute said I would suck that guy's dick.
Hmm. Life was a bore. Um, from Outrun 2, there. And then before that, Critic's Choice from House of the Dead Overkill. I wanted the vocal version. And I actually forgot that when I uploaded it to Radio Sega, they changed the name. I, I had the album mix version under its actual band name, and now I don't. So, <laughs> uh, so yeah, that's where I got confused on that one. Um, I did keep looking at it, and it's was like, is this the one I want? Is that the two-minute version or the five-minute one? Two minutes or five minutes? Two minutes or five minutes? I'm so confused. I don't know which one's which. I should have just gone with the two-minute one. should have gone with my initial reaction, which was the two-minute one is the one I want. But, uh, and then before that, Red Ride the Tiger from Virtual Fighter 2 on the Mega Drive, which is actually surprisingly very good. I was, I was kind of expecting it to have been a bit butchered, but it really wasn't. So, you know, send us a tweet at SNS underscore RS if you want to see a Virtual, or here, or see, or whatever you want to call it, a Virtual Fighter 2 um, Battle Royale featuring the Saturn version, uh, or the arcade version, sorry, uh, versus the Mega Drive version. It, uh, it could take a show, I'm sure. Just grab a drink so I don't start choking him. Um, There's a song that uh, Viper wants me to play. And um, he has quite handily sent me it because I don't own it. And I was like, I'll grab it off the the server. He's like, here's a time save. So we're going to have one request on here at least. Um, that will come up in hour two. <clears throat> in fact, it's kind of kind of strange that we've been talking. I've been talking quite a bit, and we have only had an hour. There is an hour of this to go, people. So you know, if you've um, if you kind of sat there wondering just what the bloody hell we can talk about for the second hour, I'll tell you. I haven't got a clue. Uh, <laughs> Do do music quests. Get that imported in. Ray. Okay, so coming up in hour two, in fact, coming up very, very soon, is the Saturday night exclusive that I've got lined up for you. Um, I I reckon you'll all be very, very excited to hear it. Um, so the artist in, in, in question is Yuzo Koshiro. You'll know him. He did Streets of Rage. He's, uh, responsible for an absolutely bitching, um, DJ set of Streets of Rage as well, which mixed, like, the first three games together. It's actually one of the rare instances where the soundtrack for Streets of Rage 3 sounds good. Um, and I'm hoping, I am hoping beyond hope that he's coming back for Streets of Rage 4. The fact that uh, Dot Emu and uh, and Lizard Cube uh, have not confirmed who's doing the soundtrack yet, and have not denied that he's doing the soundtrack, kind of makes me hope that he is doing it. Um, and I'm also hoping that he uses like real instruments, you know, like not like oh I'm going to do it using like the Mega Drive sound chip and make it sound retro. Because as much as retro would sound awesome, um, I kind of don't want it to sound retro. I want it to sound new. I want it to just have this proper funky beat you know much like double dragon neon had a really really good soundtrack i want him to do that oh, streets of rage that'd be really good in fact double dragon neon is also a really good game i remember reading a review once from i forget where it was but someone gave it an absolute mauling and then when i played it i was like what are you on about this game's amazing it's really good it is honestly a really really good game 
probably a bit hard for single player. Uh, for a single player, you definitely need a player two with you, but is that not true for most side scorers? You know, Final Fight, Streets of Rage, Golden Axe, always better with two, always better with two player. So anyway, he, um, he did an album uh, back in, or released an album back in 1988, which was called The Super Shinobi and Works. Um, Super Shinobi obviously being the Japanese name for The Revenge of Shinobi. And you'll probably see where I'm heading with this. So essentially, one of the songs that I'm playing is a remix, or an arranged version from um, Revenge of Shinobi. There you go. Uh, and then we've got a song that Green Viper requested, which he sent me, so thank you very kindly. Um, and then after that, oh, I don't know, what should we play after that? I'm kind of trying to think of games that I haven't played music from in a long, 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 long time. Um, And then kind of mixing it up a bit. So it, I'm kind of half tempted to put some knights on. In fact, yeah, let's put some knights on. Uh, but what? What? But what? Hmm. Golden Axe Beast Rider. Nah. Nope. Uh. Ooh. Let's play. Hmm. I don't know. So many different versions of this. Why is it? I do a search for nights. It gives me 328 tracks. Why is it in here twice? Why is everything in here twice? <sighs> Should we play? I'm going to play Deforce Master from Journey of Dreams. I wonder if that sounds much different to the um, to the, the the Saturn version. I'm going to guess it. Hopefully, should. But I'm going to guess it probably doesn't. Um, so, ladies and gents, it's been an hour, and I normally like to do things on the hour. It's going to be about a minute afterwards here, so in that case, I do apologise. Um, but, without any further ado, let me present to you, hopefully, a Saturday Night exclusive. This is Yuzo Koshiro, who back in 1988, or somewhere around there, decided to do an arranged remix on an album of this song. Sorry, it's showing up as 
there we go. That was certainly an interesting uh, version. Uh, Deforce Master from Knight's Journey of Dreams. That's the Wii game, in case you hadn't noticed. Um, <clears throat> it's kind of funny how much I actually sort of tend to knock Nintendo for have, releasing the same, like, different games over and over again, but having the same soundtracks on them. Um, Legend of Zelda was one that was particularly, well, prior to Breath of the Wild anyway, particularly guilty of this, having the same themes over and over and over again. Um, and yet the soundtrack for Journey of Dreams is pretty much exactly the same as the Saturn one, just it sounds better. Uh, that was a really good version of DeForce Master. Really enjoyed that. Uh, before that, T.O.P. full version from Sonic X. I haven't even heard the shorter version, so I have no idea what that was, whether it was the beginning, ending theme, opening theme, whatever. And then before that, Yuzo Koshiro and the arranged version of Chinatown from the 1989 album uh, The Super Shinobi and Works. Now, just in case you're wondering what the and works bit means, um, then, you know, it's, it's, uh, well, let's have a look. It, it's, it's definitely a different, it's, it's another game. Um, obviously Super Shinobi being the Japanese name of Revenge of Shinobi. Uh, the, so, yeah, it's the Super Shinobi. And Bosconian, and then tracks 23 to 26 are arranged versions. So uh, there's remixes of um, there's a remix of Flash 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 from Bosconian. Then there's Make Me Dance, which is uh, from Revenge of Shinobi, Chinatown, and Blast Power. So two from two from um, Super Shinobi, two from Bosconian. I don't even know what Bosconian is. I haven't a clue. Uh, it does say platforms represented was the Sega Mega Drive and the Sharp X68000, which I'm guessing was not a console. Um, Bosconian is a multi-directional scrolling shooter arcade game. Oh, it was a Sharp X68000. That was a game. It was a home computer. I see. They had no idea that uh, it came out in 1981. I had no idea that uh, Yuzo Koshiro did the music for that, but I'm guessing he did. He did, actually. Yeah, there's the X68000 version. There you are. That's a thing. Um, never heard of it. <laughs> well, obviously, that those. whilst I have got that music now in my Radio Sega playlist, because it's included um, in, the, uh, in the album, um, that's probably the first time. That's that's really interesting that he would have put a Namco soundtrack alongside a Sega one, and that that Namco and Sega allowed him to do it because one of them had to release the soundtrack. Surely, um, yeah. So that's a uh, that's a thing. What I learnt today that I didn't know before today. Um, But um, do let us know what you thought of the remix. Actually, um, I, I have been having a quick chat with uh, with with Viper during the, uh, the during the music uh, during that music break there, and saying that I actually feel like because it's CD quality audio, I actually feel like the tracks from Revenge of Shinobi that are on the album sound better than the Mega Drive game rips that we've got. So he's going to sort of have a bit of a have a bit of a mess around 
and see if they are or not. Because if so, then I'm not sure whether we'll replace what we've got or whether we'll add them in and just be like, look, this is a better quality version of what you've already been listening to. Um... But yeah, I told him on Discord, I was like, I think I have a Saturday Night ex- exclusive. And he's like, what is it? And I was like, 30-year-old remix of, of, um, of Chinatown. <laughs> it even has a guitar solo. even has a guitar solo. <coughs> um, obviously, if anyone wants to listen to the other uh, arranged version, then I suppose I could play that next week. So let us know. I, I actually have no idea what the original song sounds like. I'll be honest. Not a clue. I want to talk about something. It's it's not Sega related, but I want to talk about a game that I absolutely think everybody needs to play. And um, if you've played it already, then then you'll probably know where I'm coming from with this. But if you haven't, then uh, you know you probably you you really really need to. So I put this on Facebook and Twitter the other day. Um, but I had thanks to the joys of Xbox Game Pass, I had the absolute pleasure of playing What Remains of Edith Finch. Um, it's not an overly long game. It's it's finishable. Well, I, I saw someone say it fin- it was um, fully completable in about in between two to four hours. I did it in two and a half. So it's not overly long. And it's, it's one of those sort of walking simulator type games, which I know get a, a lot of bad rep. But really... Um... You know, they they tell really good stories, and I think the, the 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 game is the the wrapping in which the story is is enveloped. Um, and I've I've loved games in this genre before. I mean, two of my absolute favourite games that I've played of the last five years have been um, Everybody's Gone to the Rapture and Gone Home. Um, now they are both games that I absolutely implore that you play um, for different reasons. But uh, What Remains of Edith Finch is stunning. In fact, just just thinking about it now and, 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 and just talking about it is just bringing, bringing tears back to my eyes. And it, it's just... The game itself follows the character of Edith Finch, who is given a key to her childhood home by her mother in her will. And there's this theory that the Finch family are cursed and that one member of their family, uh, that all of the children in this family will die with the exception of one. And this has been happening for generations. And she basically goes back to her childhood home to discover the stories behind the deaths of all of her siblings and and parents and and grandparents and great-grandparents and aunts and uncles and and things like that. And some scenes are really funny. And I I say that really oddly. It's a morbid funny. Some scenes absolutely really make you chuckle. Even though, you know, at the end of it, someone's going to die. And some of them are absolutely powerful beyond belief without giving any spoilers although bearing in mind I've told you that everyone dies 
Um, which is not a spoiler in itself at all. You are told this pretty much from the beginning of the game. It is not a spoiler at all that, that everyone dies and that Edith is trying to discover, you know, is there a curse? Why did they die? Was, was any of this avoidable? Is it, you know, is there something going on? One of the scenarios, you play as a one-year-old in a bath. Put two and two together on that, and bear in mind that obviously whilst I'm playing this, I've got a two-year-old asleep in bed upstairs, and the only thing that, for me, that I could really think of is, this is a thing that could happen to me. You, you know, I mean, we're, we're always we're always watching her. She's never going to be in a situation where, heaven forbid, she'll never be in a situation where she's left unattended in a bathroom, um, in a full bath. But it, a scenario like that, I reckon, would hit most people. But it hits you even more when you actually realise that this is a scenario that could actually happen to you. And. If, if you have an Xbox One, and if you are subscribed to Xbox Game Pass, download What Remains of Edith Finch and take two or three hours out of your life. And as I explained on Facebook, just experience what is an absolute heart-wrenching story about life and death and how awfully, awfully brief the bit in the middle is. Because this this sort of shit happens to people daily, and I don't think we ever really appreciate it. And while you're at it, also um, download Hellblade, um, which I know might sound like it's an absolute tonal shift. I think Gone Home is also on on Game Pass. If it is, then download that. But um, Hellblade is is stunning. Um, it's a story about a, a girl who is attempting to uh, save her loved one from hell, um, but she suffers from psychosis. So, if you have a, if you have the capability of playing that game in head, with headphones on, do that. Play that with headphones on. It's a trip. It is an absolute trip. So, yeah, it's, um, there aren't very many games that have made me cry and openly admitted to making me cry. Um, Final Fantasy X was probably the first one that I recall. Um, Everybody's Gone to the Rapture did as well. Um, Gone Home almost did, but but not quite. Um, but Valiant Hearts also, which is a side-scrolling game from um, Ubisoft, where they themed the game around actual letters written home to loved ones from soldiers who fought in World War One. Um, the, the the music for Valiant Hearts is is what got me. The the music for that game is absolutely stunningly beautiful. Um, it's it's one of the soundtracks that I really wish I could find because I would just I think it, I'd get emotional every time I listen to it. But it's it's one of those it's one of those soundtracks that just really I just need to hear. It's the same with everybody's gone to the rapture. It's got such a stunningly good soundtrack. In fact, um, Jessica Curry, who's the, the or she was the studio head at um, the chi- at, uh, the Chinese room which I believe is the name of the developer 
um, they developed Everybody's Gone to Rapture. She, off the back of that, now um, hosts a show about video game music on Classic FM called um, High Score. And she composed the music for Everybody's Gone to the Rapture. Very, very talented composer. Very talented. Um, yeah, I, I think we underestimate video game music a lot. Well, not us, you know, because you know we are Radio Sega. We we play video game music twenty four seven. We often have live shows where people talk about video game music and they play video game music to people, and you tune in and you listen to us. And okay, the the first hour of this show, I started rambling about how the word trigger is an awful word and it needs to be sort of you know evaporated out of existence. But for too many people these days, video game music is still seen as a as a niche it's seen as something that you you shouldn't listen to you why would you listen to this why would you why is it a t- taboo thing to listen to video game music some of it can be stunningly beautiful you know you can if you're the sort of person who could put on a CD of Beethoven or Mozart or or, or um, Debussy and things like that, then why can't you put Jeremy Soul on? You know, if, you, if you're going to be listening to um, Ride of the Vi- Rise of the Valkyries, why could you not also listen to the the music for Skyrim? You know, or, f- um, or for, for games of that ilk, why can't you, you know, why can't you put on if you listen to Star Wars music, if you're listening to the music of John Williams, then why can't you listen to the music from Knights of the Old Republic? Thematically, they're very similar. You know, Star Wars music tends to have its own tone. It tends to sound very Star Wars-y. <laughs> so, why can't you... One of my earliest memories of being in primary school was being sat in a year three classroom doing my absolute head in because I couldn't remember how the music for Metropolis Zone went from Sonic 2. And I remember, it wasn't in the middle of a lesson, but I remember I'm sat there going, how does it go? How does it go? How does it go? And these other kids are like, what are you doing? And I'm like, I've got it in my head. I can't remember the music for Metropolis Zone from, from, from Sonic 2. I can't remember it. And then I got it. And I was so excited and I was so happy. And I remember looking around at the other kids in the classroom uh, that were in there at the time. There was about four or five other kids just all sat there. I think it was like a wet play or a, you know. We used to do these things in primary school where when you got to like the last week of term or whatever, you'd have a day where you brought your own toys in. Now, I never brought any toys in because mum was always afraid that I'd break, I'd get them broken or that someone would break them for me. So I was always the kind of kid who would sort of lurk around the back trying to see if I could play with someone else's toys. But inevitably, I'd end up on the BBC Acorn playing some sort of text adventure. Um... You are in a dark cave. Which way do you want to go? Turn left. You have hit a wall. You know that sort of thing. Text adventures are amazing. Um, <laughs> how they can, how they, they really can immerse you into a world that um, using words. Um, it's it's the sort of thing where I think you know text adventures. If if you if you can't get a child into reading, text adventures are probably a very good way of doing it because it, it, it's your imagination. It really sort of sets your imagination off. Um, but yeah, I remember just being like, I've got it, I've got it, and 
looking around, and these other kids just looked at me completely cluelessly as if they hadn't got a clue what I was on about. Now, bear in mind, you know, when I was in year three, Sonic 2 was probably the big thing at the time. Sonic 3 may have just come out. I actually, uh, I left school in 1997, and that was in year six. So year three would have been about 1994. So we're probably talking about Sonic 3, Sonic and Knuckles era. So, you know, Sonic 2 is still a relatively, relatively new game. It only came out two years prior. So you'd think most kids might have heard of it. Um, but yeah, it's really weird. Really, really weird to, you know, to, 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 to sort of have that idea, even at that young an age, to be able to sort of look around and see that people kind of look at you and say, you, Sonic music, really? And, well, you know, I mean, obviously we've transcended from from that era we've, we've we've transcended past the sort of the bleeps and bloops and the you know the music that that, that a mega drive synthesizer was capable of and the, the music that an amiga was capable of and a, and a and a commodore 64 which you know there were some awesome composers who did some awesome things with such limitations um but now you know we're, we're in this we're in the era where games can have full orchestras playing and and how is that a bad thing? You know, how is video game music now not regarded in the same way as classical music? It's it's modern day, for, for lack of a better term, it's modern day classical music. And I was quite proud and I was quite honoured that I managed to get Save This World played at my wedding. Now, of course, the wedding DJ, of course, he's going to play whatever I tell him he, he plays, and I'm, I'm fairly sure he looked at it and he thought, what the shit? But he still played it, and we still sat there, and we still had a dance to it. We like, If you want to say the first dance is, is obviously the first dance that you do as a married couple, then that would be the last dance, because that was we, we closed the evening off on that. I told him, whatever whatever you want to play is fine. This absolutely has to be the last song we play, though, and and, and we danced to it. And it's one of the proudest moments of my life because, for me, in a strange way, I validated video game music in my life for those seven minutes because I put it on and nobody knew what it was and everyone thought it was lovely. And I didn't tell them. I didn't want to say, oh, that's, this, is from a, this is from an Xbox game. You know, I didn't, I didn't want to tell them. I just wanted to be like... It's a it's a beautiful piece of music, and I'm really glad that I got the chance to play it. And I'm really, I'm really it's, it's proper nerdy, I know, but I'm really glad that I got the chance to dance to it. Um, so I'm going to segue now into this next uh, music bed by actually playing Metropolis Zone from Sonic 2, because when I was actually recounting this story, I almost forgot what it sounded like. <laughs> Oh, here I am at 32 and a half years old, and I can't remember how Metropolis Zone goes. You know, the, a game that came out, uh, what, 27 years ago. <sighs> Dearie me, 27 years. Oh, Lord. Well, not yet. Not 27 years old yet, but 27 years old this year. Um, and, yeah, I'll, I'll, I'll figure out what else we're going to play whilst it plays. So... 
hope you enjoyed my nice little discussion on video game music there as I say you know any any thoughts that you want to share by all means share them away on Twitter or on Discord or whatever and I'm, I'm sure they'll get back to me eventually um, otherwise just keep it to yourself I guess and we can talk about it when we come back again live next week so anyway here's some music and then I'll probably try and use this music better to try and figure out what I'm going to talk about next
need a bit of Clockwork Night there, just to mix things up a bit. Um, I never actually played Clockwork Night. There's, there's quite a few Sega Saturn games that I kind of wish I'd played but never did. Clockwork Nights 1 and 2 being one, uh, being two of them. Um, Bog being another one, actually. Uh, I remember watching quite a bit of Bog. Um, uh, I can't remember how, but uh, you could kind of tell that Sega were just kind of grateful for um, whatever they were given because uh, <laughs> it was one of those where it was like, oh, okay. Um, you know, Clockwork Night didn't exactly set tail, uh, set, set tails ringing, but you know they somehow made two of them, and they somehow made two bug games as well. Um, although whenever, whenever I think of bug, I also think of Croc. Croc was an amazing game. I had that on the um, on I, I, well, I have it on the PlayStation. Um, I always wanted to play it on the Sega Saturn though. Always wanted the Saturn version. Could never find it. And also, um, I wanted to see if the 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 uh, rumor was true that there was a bug on the Saturn version which kept chopping Croc's head off. Um, I, do you know what? Actually, part of me would just really love to own a Sega Saturn again, but I, it, that would be a slippery slope because if I owned a Saturn, I would have to own Burning Rangers, and the prices of Burning Rangers these days are not cheap. Kind of wish I didn't get rid of it. Um, in fact, it's it's kind of really upsetting that I traded in my Sega Saturn and all of the games I owned. Um, for just enough money to then go into a Woolworths to buy Devil May Cry and Sean White's Pro Snowboarder on the PS2. I got rid of a console and about 30 games for, for just enough money to buy Devil May Cry. And now I, I look at it, I look at the prices that Burning Rangers sells for these days and Burning Rangers could almost, almost buy me a handheld console on its own. And... Yes. If if anyone ever invented a time travel machine, there's quite a few things that I'd go back in time for. Um, one of them would most definitely be go back in time and tell younger Gav not to trade in his uh, his Sega Saturn. Devil May Cry, as good a game as it is, could definitely have waited. <sighs> oh, well, never mind. Um, <laughs> next week... Saturday night, and I, I, I mentioned this now because we have only got 15 minutes to go. Um, next week, Saturday Night Sega is live. Um, so, no doubt we'll be talking Avengers a little bit without any spoilers. Um, I haven't been to see it yet. I'm going, well, I'm going tomorrow. And by tomorrow, I mean Sunday. Uh, I'm going Sunday evening, so I'm, I'm really super looking forward to it. Um, Infinity War, unfortunately, we went to watch a, a little while after it came out, so most of the um, most of the character deaths were alluded to by the time that I'd been to see it. So I was a um, I was a little bit disappointed in that regard because some of the big uh, character deaths that I was kind of not anticipating, I already knew about. But um, as it stands at the minute with Endgame, I am I am very much flying blind, so I'm I'm quite quite excited that I've managed to uh, managed to avoid what could be some you know obviously pretty major spoilers. Um, <clears throat> so obviously I will be paying that forward. So if we do talk about Avengers Endgame next week, then uh, do bear in mind that I'm I, I won't spoil it. I um. We'll, we'll give it a few weeks. Uh, the week after that, it's another pre-recorded affair. Um, the reason it's pre-recorded this week is I'm out for a birthday bash. Um, one of, well, two of my very good friends, although 
one of them is a is a friendship I'm attempting to repair, to be honest. Um, but they they they've had birthdays this month, and also one of our new members of staff um, is also I say new. She's been with us for about a year. Um, she's also got birthday in uh, in April, which is all good fun. So we are a triple birthday celebration for that. And then in two weeks' time, the reason why there's another pre-recorded show is one of the said birthday people is also upping sticks and going back home to Latvia for a nice uh, change of scenery, change of lifestyle. Um, and yeah, we're uh, so we're going out for a um, for a leaving do for that. Um, I've I've known I've known her for like the past eleven years, so since I've since I've been working. Um, at Specsavers, to be honest, uh, she's been there since day one, and you know we've been we've been sort of really good friends for that length of time. And I'll I'll be completely honest with you, um, I'm I'm gonna miss her immensely. So uh, I'll have to try and keep in touch with WhatsApp and things like that, maybe. But uh, but yeah, it's 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 gonna be so strange in in just a few short weeks when she actually leaves and won't be there anymore because I've 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 never known the place without her. To be fair, I mean, I've been going to Specsavers like as a as a patient. I've been going there since I was like um, eleven. <laughs> so, but you know, in, in terms of my professional uh, life, I've I've never not known her to be there. So it's gonna be uh, it's gonna be very odd. So that's gonna be quite a uh, quite a bittersweet um, do, I think, and uh, many many hugs, I think, on that. So. Um, so that's the, the 11th of May, it's going to be a pre-recorded one. I do believe after that we're back to, if I just have a quick look at the uh, at the calendar, I think we're back to live shows after that. So yeah, 18th, 25th, and 1st. Yeah, so we're going to have a couple of, couple of shows where they'll be alright. So the 18th and 25th of May's will be live. Then the 1st of June will be pre-recorded because I'm in London watching Muse perform at the London Stadium, um, otherwise known as the Olympic Stadium, otherwise known as West Ham United Football Stadium, if you follow football. Then the 8th of June, I believe, is going to be a live show. And then the 15th is going to be a pre-recorded one because I'm taking Mina to watch Spice Girls at Wembley Stadium. Um, and then the 22nd will be live again and the 29th will probably be pre-recorded again because that's Mina's birthday weekend and we need to go out and get uh, we need to go out and enjoy that so it's it's all a bit flip-floppy these next couple of months <laughs> you're probably not going to get a run of more than like two or three live shows in a row until like after August but now that we know how to pre-record shows um, to some semblance of success uh, I, I can't imagine there's going to be massive gaps without a show again like there were last time around um, so yeah that, that's, that's pretty much where we're at with that um, before Clockwork Night seems we you know, I sort of tangented uh, went tangentially or went on a tangent Trying to find the right word, the right way of describing that, and I think just saying going off on a tangent uh, from Clockwork Night. So prior to Clockwork Night, we had the Kingdom of Ix Attacker from Skies of Arcadia. I do love the Skies of Arcadia soundtrack. I, I really need to listen to the um, the Overclock Remix album a bit more. As I say, I've only really been picking one or two tracks out. In fact, because of how much I like the Ix Attacker music, I should probably hunt down the remix they did of that 
and see what that sounded like. Because as I say, I, I adore the Great Silver Shrine version, but I've not actually listened to any of the others. Apparently, the Valuer City one's pretty good, and it's got vo- but it's got vocals. That's not always a deal breaker for me. But um, sometimes I, I can sort of sit there and go, why, why has this got vocals? Um, and then before that, as I say, obviously Metropolis Zone from Sonic Two. Um, I'd, uh, I'd, I'd, I'd very much, if you've stuck with this show, this particular show, this particular episode for this long, I'd, I'd kind of like to take a moment to say thanks. Um, pre-recorded shows are always kind of difficult because, as I say, I'm 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 literally talking to no one right now. Um, they're usually better than this because usually, uh, obviously, Mina's also awake, so you know we can kind of kind of sort of have this banter and this this um, discussion. You know, you can have more discussion topics because you can still have the second person involved in the conversation. However, in in this instance, um, that's not the case, and I am just talking to myself about whatever I want to talk about, which means that um, (laughs) I can go off on one a bit more and I don't get reined in. So I'm not going to apologise for that, not in the slightest, but at the same time, you know, I do kind of have to say thank you if you've stuck with it. And also if you've stuck with me over the last nine years, um, talking about flip-flopping between live and pre-recorded, there has been this flip-flopping between I've been um, active and retired and active and retired and now I'm active again. And I I know why I retired the last time. I retired last time because we were having a baby and uh, and obviously she needed to take, a, take the majority of my time and she still does and she's lovely. Um, and I... I missed doing this a lot and I, I, I'm, I'm stubborn I stick to my guns and I said no I'm not going to do it anymore I'm not going to do it anymore and then it was just it, I could just feel it trying to draw me back in and, and in the end I was just like look do you know what sod it let's just let's just do it um, but I uh, I've spent the last few I'm, I'm just going to do a little bit of real talk before we play some music and we go I don't I don't want this to stretch on too long but I've, I've spent the last couple of months kind of feeling like not in every aspect of my life, I'm, I want to point that out, I, I'm not in every aspect of my life, but I've, I've kind of spent the last couple of months kind of feeling like I don't matter. Um, and I, I kind of feel like um, I'm putting a lot of effort into things and, and, and not getting the, the, the payoff that they deserve. Now, I'm, I'm not not necessarily talking about this, this show per se, but I am... Um, you know there are other aspects of, of my life going on at the moment that, uh, as I say, there is there is nowhere near enough time to to, to sort of go into. But um, essentially, you know, where that is the case, where it just kind of feels like I'm putting a lot of lot of effort in, and, and I'm not getting really getting the 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 reward or you know the the satisfaction from it. So I'm pretty good at putting a front up, and I'm pretty good at, at, at hiding that part but I, I kind of 
feel like I'm not as good as it anymore as what I used to be, and I kind of feel like it's starting to show, and I, and 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 that's disappointing because I don't want it to. Um, so you know, obviously, if you've if you've stuck this far, then then thank you very much. If you haven't, then you're obviously not going to listen to this bit. But also, if you kind of listen to this week and go, I I kind of you know I don't want to listen in next week. Yeah, so if you're like a first time listener and you're like, what the bloody hell is this? Oh, I'm not listening to Saturday Night Sega again or whatever, then then I suppose thank you for giving me the time of day today. And 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 I'm I'm sorry I'm not to your taste. I really, really wish I could be. But Never mind. Next week's another week. You never know what could happen in the next seven days or next 24 hours or whatever. And um, we could all be in a completely different scenario by next week. So your Sundays um, are as they usually are. Uh, so you've got Sweaty Sundays and you've got Sega Mixer Drive. Um, one of those shows may well, you know, Sweaty Sundays uh, I promoted last week. Um, yes, it is still called that. I know. I know every time I mention it, Mina's usually like, what, really? And I'm like, yeah, yeah, that's really the name. Um, but I, I mentioned it last week and then it got cancelled. <laughs> so it might be on, it might not. Um, otherwise, it's, uh, it's just going to be mixed mix drive. But, you know, so that's your Sunday evening. Um, my Sunday is going to work and then watching Avengers. Whoop, whoop. I leave you with, I haven't a clue. Um... Like, genuinely, I, I don't know what to play. Uh, ooh, do, 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 do. Well, how long have we got left on the show? Apparently, we've only got four minutes, and I don't want to run past. Oh, my. Um, I think we shall play... I don't know. Um, see, this is the problem when I'm not play when I'm not planning things in in advance. Um, that man, that's an interesting name. Do, 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 do. What have we got? What could I find? Yeah, bear with me. I'm looking. I'm just, I'm literally just skimming through uh, the playlist, trying to find a letter of the alphabet that looks interesting to me, and then work from there. I've got quite a few with saying unknown artist. That's good. I might have to change those. Uh, da, 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 da. So, completely singing Prodigy there, that's not something that I can play. Um, mm, 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 we're gonna get to two hours and I won't have finished finding what I want to find. Do you want to play a 22 minute version of a Tetris song? Probably not. Boutica Miracle Angel Dolls Mix. 
Korobaniki Funny Complexity Mix. Hmm. Let's play some Tetris music. That's four minutes long. That'll do. Um, is it going to be what, I, what I'm hoping it is? Probably not. But I've queued it up now, so we'll play it. <laughs> and how long did it take for me to find that? Two minutes. Good. Right, okay, so my name's been Gabby, this has been Saturday Night Sega, I'm sorry for all the real talk and I'm sorry for all the crap and, the, and, and everything else, but you know, I'll be happier next week, I'm sure, I promise, maybe, who knows. Um, here's Tetris, good night.